Welcome back to the Yeah No Yeah podcast. I am your host, Noah. With me, we have Justin. How you doing Hello. today, Justin? I am good. I'm a little stuffy. Sorry about that, but I'm doing good. A little good. stuffy. See, yeah. I had allergies earlier, and I thought I was getting sick because like, my throat's a little scratchy, but I think it's just allergies, to be honest yeah. with you. I think it's, it's a, it, it goes in and out. Yeah, I think I'm a mixture of both, but you know, it is what it is. I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> All right. This week, we got the NBA opening day. I yes, guess. debut. Yeah, De- debut. O- yeah. Opening two days. <laughs> yeah, two days. <laughs> uh, we got NFL hot seat for coaches, and we got some college pickups for you, and we got our World Series predictions. Let's go. All right. I feel like we got to start with Wembenyama, right? Yeah, of the, course. You know, that was the, the big topic coming into the season, like how he was going to do. Uh, he played pretty good, um, yeah. you know, for that first game. I think a lot of people were just expecting more, but I think going into it, I it was about what I expected. Yeah, I mean, he played all right. He was efficient. He, you know, had a I think he had two blocks. I think it was mm-hmm. 15 yep. points, two blocks, a couple rebounds, a couple assists, I think. Uh, nothing too crazy. My biggest takeaway was he did get in foul trouble, and then it seemed like, and maybe this is just, you know, they're still working it out, but it seemed like his teammates weren't really feeding him the ball. I, don't, I just think they wanted to ease him into it, not maybe. be the focal point. You know I mean? Yeah, I guess, but at the same time, you have a seven foot four guard <laughs> like running down the court wide open. Not wide open, there's a, you know, a six foot five guy on him or whatever feed him the ball he's gonna dunk it like what what are we doing there was there were many points in the game where it was like give him the ball give him the ball and they weren't doing it i think you're right they're trying to ease him in but they got they they gotta cut that out real quick if they want to <laughs> make any sort of chance at playoffs like they need all the wins they can take yeah that's what's you know you mentioned the seven foot four guard yeah part of it that's how he plays. 100%. He doesn't play like a center, which I think it's weird, right? Because he's listed as a center. Yeah. But that's not how he's going to play at all. I mean, he shot three for five from the three-point line last night. Yeah. That's efficient from the three-point line. And I just don't think he's going to play like that. Mm-hmm. I think if you pair him with another seven-foot guy who's going to be the down-low option, I think it'd be a lot easier for him. True. I that would be disgusting <laughs> if you have two seven footers, one guy gets the rebounds, defensive anchor, and then you have one B who's also a defensive anchor and he can stretch the floor. Like that's yeah, disgusting. it's almost like a Jared Allen Evan Mobley type of thing. But yeah, just Wembyama is obviously a better shooter than Evan yes, Mobley and, yes, and, and a little bit taller. <laughs> yeah, and a little bit taller. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's just not dominant down low. He needs to he needs to be out wider controlling. Yeah. And, I mean, he's, he's got the handles for it. He yeah. possesses the ball really well. It's just, yeah. just down low. He's not going to be that dominant presence that a lot of seven foot five guys, you know, would yeah. be. So <laughs> yeah. overall, I thought it was a good debut. As long as he keeps improving, I could see him being an easily 25, 10 and 10 player. Yeah. He's going to be, he's going to slowly start taking over more games. Um, even at the end of that game, I think he scored nine in the fourth quarter. Yep, something like that. So he, you know, he started to heat up towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's going to be more of a shooter rather than a down low guy. 
All right, let's move on to the game that ESPN had as game of the day for opening day. It is a good game. It is a good game. It was a great game. Yeah. And so this is what I mean when I thought the Knicks were going to be, you know, a top end team. Yeah. This is what I expected. They played very well and blew it at the end. Um, you know, that, that's the Knicks. Not, <laughs> yeah, let's just not talk about it. Um, but this, I mean, the Celtics are exactly what I expected. Porzingis is not. He really dominated. I was gonna say. I was like, I I always thought he was gonna do amazing. So I didn't expect this. You know, he. It, but now looking back on it, it makes a lot of sense. If there's a lot of pressure on him, where he has to be, you know, the main scorer. I think he kind of crumbles under that pressure. Yeah. Now that he's with Tatum and Brown and Drew Holiday, he doesn't have to be. Like, he's going to have these nights where he goes for 30, and then there's going to be some games where he goes for 10, but it's not, they don't rely on it. 100%. Like, Tatum and Brown can take over those roles, and he can just be a defensive guy, and, like, it's fine. Like, they're going to gel very well together. This team is the most complete team in the NBA right now. I might argue you on that one. We'll see tonight. We'll see tonight, right? I'm, I'm still saying the Nuggets are probably the best ah, team. Fair, fair. Um, but Porzing, going to Porzingis, I remember when he came into the league, it was kind of the hype that we're all saying about Victor, a seven-footer who can shoot and you know move pretty well. I think Victor overall has a way higher potential. But what Porzingis did last night is reminiscent of that. 30 points, eight rebounds. He can do it if he wants to. and his injury i know with the knicks he got injured and then he got traded so it's kind of just you know will he rebound from that he kind of didn't play well i think it was dallas is where he was at for a while yeah yeah dallas and then the wizards yeah he didn't play very well at dallas he started to do better on the wizards now he's here he's thriving the celtics look great the knicks look great they're going to be top two top of the not the top two top of the east um celtics probably be top two um for the knicks though Someone who looked better than I was expecting starting off the gate was R.J. Barrett. I know a lot of people have been saying, you know, he needs to really step it up this year if the Knicks really want a chance. Jalen Brunson didn't do great, 15 points. R.J. Barrett steps up, 24 points. That keeps him in the game. So, you know, the Knicks have a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess, versatility. Right? You got Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett could take over a game. Emmanuel quickly getting 24 points off the bench. Like they're 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 going to be a solid team, and I think going to be a potential competitor for the finals. Tom Thibodeau's team always does this, where Thibodeau doesn't have star players. He yeah. has a team that plays really well together and plays great defense. It's a very deep team. DiVincenzo's a good player. Josh Hart's a great player. Yep. Hartenstein played great last night. He brought the energy that they needed. Yep. Um, quickly off the bench, who, in my mind, should probably be starting. Let's yeah, he's, he's going to be sixth man of the year. Score. He's going to be sixth yeah, man. Yeah, he will be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, they, yeah, you're right. R.J. Barrett did very well when they needed him to. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson will do very well when they need him to. Yeah. Um, Julius Randle has that opportunity as well. Quentin Grimes, no, I'm not sold on him. I, I'm honestly not sold on him. I don't know why he's starting. Uh, yeah, I don't he understand. He plays better that. defense than quickly does, so maybe that's why. If this is a league of scoring, you don't need. I don't yeah, know. 
I mean, quickly brings that energy off the bench, so maybe that's why they rather. Yeah, maybe he, he prefers it. Yeah, Who maybe knows? like a you know a J crossover type player yeah, for sure. Um, but the Knicks played very well against the Celtics team that I think is going to be the best team in the NBA this year. I know you said no. I know you said no, but I I think they will be. And the Knicks played them very hard last night. Yeah, I, I liked seeing it. It was it was a good opening couple days for the NBA. Absolutely, I completely agree. All right, we also got to talk about the Thunder. Let's do it. The Rising Thunder. You talk about a game. So first of all, the Bulls were favored in this matchup. I wrong. know they were playing at home, <laughs> and that was wrong. They dominated the yeah. Bulls last night. Um, Shea played amazing. Solidified his top 10 player right now. Yeah. Again, they have him over LeBron. We'll, we'll, you know, we already had this discussion. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But, <laughs> I mean, he's a proven star in this league, and he's now bringing this team up. He's clearly the leader. Chet played great. Uh, Lou Dort didn't play great, which I expect him to play a little better, but, you know, he's a defensive guy. Yeah. Always kind of has been. Um, but, I mean, they have just a ton of young players who are ready to just break out. Yeah. I'm excited for this team. For the Bulls, I'm, I know I saw this somewhere. After that game last night, they had an all-players meeting to talk about what happened, and it's game one. So, like, they're already in panic mode. They know they need to do better. On paper, you have DeMar, who's historically been a a scorer. Levine, historically a a great scorer. And Vucevic, who came to fame at Orlando being a scorer. How are you only getting 11 points from Vucevic, 20 from DeRozan, and 16 from Levine? Like, they all need to step up. Chicago is in a world of hurt right now. I know it's only been one game. But if they're saying this already, if the team is already panicking, then I, I only can panic with them. 100%. 100%. I think we can all agree that the Thunder aren't a huge defensive threat either. Yeah. And they only scored 104. Yeah. Yes, I understand. That's a lot. Still on a lot of points. But compared to what the Pacers did, scoring 143 on the Wizards, like, it's not a lot of points in the grand scheme of things. For True. The NBA, it should have been a closer game. I don't know how it got this bad. I mean, the I'm looking at the field goal percentage. The Thunder shot 55%. The Bulls shot 41. 41 and a half. So that right away, you know, is a huge difference. Same thing with three point. It was 48 to 29. It's just, I don't know. This Bulls team, it looked good for a little while, right? They, they had that run early on when DeMar came over. And, you know, he was the focal point. He's just getting up there in age where I just don't think he can be. Yeah. I just don't think this team gels very well. They kind of play similar game styles and i just don't think it meshes i agree yeah you're right they're all kind of like that mid-range slasher and then vucevic just needs the ball in his hands to put up numbers and they're not going to do that so yeah very strange team this might be the year they they tear it apart i know they were trying to run it back basically with the same lineup but it's it might be it might be over yeah i agree you got any other games you want to talk about um not specifically. I think there's all there's a, a decent amount of games. The Pacers obviously setting. I think they set the record for the most points in an opening a season opener. That was kind of cool to see Bruce Brown do well. Uh, yeah, that was cool. And then the Lakers and the Nuggets, obvi- obviously, great game. I 
was sure the Nuggets were going to win. It kind of looked like it up until the third quarter, and then the Lakers came back a little bit, and I was like, oh, maybe maybe we got a game. I saw that LeBron was frustrated, and uh, I don't know if you saw the clip. He was talking to his coach, and he's like, you know, I can play, I can play point guard if you put me in there. And everyone's like, he's asking for you to put him in. What are you doing? It's because D'Angelo Russell played horribly at the end of the game. Yeah. And it just doesn't, I don't know. I'm still not a huge fan of D'Angelo Russell. He's not the same guy that he was in Brooklyn. I agree. It's just not the same player anymore. He's older. He's, he just doesn't fit this team. Honestly, Gabe Vincent fits a little better. I don't think they're going to start and he'll still come off the bench. Yeah. But you're right. LeBron can start at point and I think they would be perfectly fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think the coaches are going to do it. They're going to run with their lineup play and, Russell. and they're going to rest LeBron when they need to rest him. And he's yep. going to be pissed off the whole season. <laughs> I, I, yeah, a hundred percent. Anthony Davis played horribly in the second half. Yeah. I think if he played better, they would have probably they won. won that game last night. Yeah, it's true. So. Def- definitely a team to watch out for. They're, they'll be at the top of the West, but depending on how they rest and how they play, like the, the streakiness that Anthony Davis has shown, they might be lower lower seed. I agree. My Kings, you know, played great. I was wrong about Harrison Barnes. <laughs> Harrison Barnes went off. I saw that. I was like, dang. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was so wrong. He played great. Keep him on the team. <laughs> Keep him on the team. <laughs> 33 points. I was very wrong. I'm sorry, Harrison Barnes. <laughs> Which, my, my thing is, if you take him off, right, take him off, Murray probably would step up a little bit. Darren Fox had a good game, but he only had 18 points. So maybe it's just he's taking the, the ball percentage, you know, possession. That could just could be, be it. Could yeah. be. I, it's, it's a team where you're not going to have the same player score the most amount of points per game. Yeah. Like it, True. Harrison Barnes will take a game over. Sabonis. Gary Fox will take a game over. Malik Monk off the bench will take a game over. Um, it's not like the Suns where you're going to have Booker and Durant and Beal. Yeah. Like it's those three players that are going to get you the most amount of points. And we all know. Yes. <laughs> if they're on oh, the court. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it, both Booker and Beal are out tonight. So Yes. Oh, Jesus. Kevin Durant. I hope you drop 50 because I don't <laughs> see anyone else on your team scoring that many. Yeah, he's going to need a Man, I feel bad for that guy. He is old. <laughs> He's getting up there. I mean, so is LeBron, so who knows, you know. You just got to put the team on the back. <laughs> All right, let's swing it on over to the NFL. All right. So we got an interesting topic for you today. We're going to play NFL Coaching Hot Seat. I've got four coaches here who, coming into the season, had pretty high expectations for them. And... Either it's not panning out or, you know, we see a different direction for the team. So we're going to start it off with Brandon Staley, the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. Do you want to go? You want to open that up? I'll open it up. Um, I think out of anyone, he has the hottest seat right now. Yeah. It is playoffs or bust, and they might have to win a playoff game in order for him to keep his job. He was on the hot seat last year. And they decided to go with an offensive coordinator change, which I think was needed. But Brandon Staley came into the league as a defensive guy, and their defensive win rate is horrible. Their run defense is horrible. Yep, yep. And 
as a defensive coach, if you are not performing and it's actually your offensive, your offensive weapons that are performing, you're probably going to be looked at as an NFL coaching hot seat. And he definitely is. I don't see him making it out this year. I fully agree. Unless they make it like deep in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I believe I forgot when it was, but I know they blew like a 27 point last lead. year in the playoffs. Yeah. Last to the Jaguars. Right. Yep. I think that was the moment they're like, okay, it's you got to win or you're, you're leaving. That, that was that, that flip of the switch where it's like, okay, this is, this is the last season. Um, you're right. It's kind of like what's happening with the Patriots right now, right? Bill Belichick, obviously an amazing coach, defensive mastermind. His offense isn't looking great. They're still keeping it close and potentially winning games because their defense keeps them in it. If you're a defensive coach, right, that everyone says Staley is, you got to keep yourself in the game, which I guess he kind of is a little bit, right? They didn't get blown out by the Dolphins like the Broncos, but they're still not, they're still not at that level that they need to be. And they're not, they're not staying in those games that they should because of the defense. So yeah, I, I, he's probably the, the coach that's on the hottest seat right now. But I think the next coach that we're going to talk about in my mind, is the one that probably needs to retire. Mike McCarthy. Okay, Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen. Mike McCarthy. Uh, he, uh, yeah. He needs to be done. I, I, I haven't seen a season where his team was like, oh yeah, Mike McCarthy's doing a great job. High expectations coming into this year. He knew that he needed to make it like progress in the playoffs. It's been a while. They, you know, seem to choke every year in the playoffs um, for numerous different reasons. And coming into the season, there were a lot of high expectations. That first game against the Giants, you know, they absolutely blew them out. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Dallas is back. Okay. Let's look at the Giants record now. Yeah. yeah, It's the Giants. (laughs) Um, They've played well this season, but I just think that. It's just not there yet. Like, they got blown out by the 49ers. Uh, they lost against the Cardinals. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just these games that either, A, they should be close in, like San Francisco, where if that's the standard, you know, that's the Super Bowl favorite right now, you have to keep that a lot closer. Otherwise, if you go into the playoffs knowing you got blown out 42 to 10. Yeah, that's brutal. Like, it's, it, it's not a good look for you. Um, and then against the Cardinals, like, you can't have those games. If you're going for the number one seed, like you want home, like home field advantage, those games are the ones you have to win. And that's, their, that's the Cardinals' only win this year. Yes, they're playing a lot better than a lot of people expected, but you can't lose to a one in five team yeah. whose only win is against you. Yeah, that's, and especially when your defense is the, like the big juggernaut, like their offense is okay. Letting the Cardinals walk over you like they did, that was brutal. Um, another point I want to make about McCarthy, he wasted Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Dak is a top five quarterback, but he is better than what he's playing right now. I don't know what changed or the mentality that changed because Dak used to be a gunslinger. Now it looks like he just checks down and is like timid all the time. That's I think play style. Like, yeah, I, he's wasting. He's wasting Dak as well. 
It's like, what are we doing here? You're wasting two deep, like Aaron Rodgers, obviously a Hall of Fame, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Dak Prescott, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL if he actually played how he should. He, he has the mobility. He should be a less run version of Lamar Jackson. So with the way that they play right now, they play like a ground and pound type offense. Which is stupid. It, it, it kind of is just because of the running back that they have. Tony Pollard is not a ground and pound guy. Oh. Like he is a speed agile, yeah. receiving type of running back. If that's the way you want to play, there's a running back in the trade market right now. His name is Derrick Henry. Maybe go get him. him. <laughs> go get him. He's a ground and pound type of player. Honestly. Go out and get him, pair him with Tony Pollard, and there's your offense. Like, if that's the way you want to play, there's yeah. an option out there for you. Yeah. Jerry Jones. I'm telling you, <laughs> go out and make a trade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, I know people are saying that Dak doesn't have the weapons around him that he used to have. Uh, CD Lamb's a good wide receiver. Probably not wide receiver one material. We've kind of we've talked about this before. He Amari Cooper being on the team really helped him. There's wide receivers out there ready to trade. You have uh, both the guys from the Broncos. I can't think of their name right now. Jerry Judy, Horton yeah. Sutton. Yes, there you go. There's two guys right there. Go get one of them. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, How? like they've got Michael Gallup. They got Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks this streaky. year looks like he, yeah, he's a very streaky guy. Yeah. Looks like he's getting up there in age now. Like he's starting to show his age a little bit. Yep. Michael Gallup's a slot guy. Yep. Like that's that's his position, um, and he plays it well to a certain extent. Good like enough. He's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver three. You know? Yep. <laughs> so, it, yeah, go out and make a trade. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll see what happens. I think I think McCarthy isn't in as much of a hot seat just because you know his history of winning the Super Bowl or whatever. But in my mind, he's on this list that we have. He's the one that's like, he should be doing better. That's just I agree. Biggest. Talk about another guy that's, that should be better. Uh, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. Coach of the Bengals. Three and three record. Yes. Joe Burrow is hurt. Yes. He has not played well. And neither has the offense. This team's offensive weapons. If Joe Burrow is hurt, why are we not changing this game? Yeah. The Bengals defense has played phenomenally this year. Uh, well, let's not say phenomenal. Uh, well, they, they've been good to great. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. True. I, it, they're not one of the top five, you know, Steelers, Browns, yes. Cowboys, Jets. Yes. But they've played, they've kept them in games. Yes, 100%. Where the bank when the Bengals had one of the worst offenses early on in the league, the Bengals kept the or the Bengals defense kept them in the game. Yes, they have. Yeah, actually, looking back at these scores is a little ugly, but <laughs> <laughs> but giving up giving up twenty four to the Browns, twenty seven to the Ravens. Well, the, the Browns had Nick Chubb at the time. No, they did. You're right. The Ravens have proven that they are an elite team. You're right. You're right. 27 of the Titans is a little ugly. That's ugly. Um, <laughs> well, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, Rams 16, you know, that, that's serviceable. That's, yeah. That's why they won. Exactly. Um, Cardinals 20, you know, they're playing a little better offense than people expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 13 of the Seahawks are pretty good. So, yeah. But yeah, it, looking at it, it d- didn't look as good as when I came into that, <laughs> that topic. But <laughs> that's all right. I mean, 
the point still stands. The Bengals are a decent team, but I think that record, the record shows for them. They're 500 right now. It's true. They are, they are a second half team for sure. Mm-hmm. But this is probably the, the roughest start that they've seen. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's a little worrisome for his coaching position. Um, just because you yeah. have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. Like, you have an offensive juggernaut that coming into the season, a lot of people expected to be, you know, like a Super Bowl contender. And right now, I just don't look like it. Yeah. And I, I think there's two stories to this there's the media and fan perception of uh, he's not doing so hot. And then there's the inside the office. I think, I, I don't know the owner's name. I think he realizes what's going on, right? Joe Burrow's not at, maybe he's probably not even at 70%. Realistically, he's just not playing great. Um, so in my mind, I don't think he's at risk of losing his job this season. If Joe Burrow becomes healthier during the season and they're still not winning games going into the next season, then I would start being a little pressure. I agree. I think if, I think there's still certain, uh, like a certain expectation though. I think that they need to make playoffs. Yeah, they're not going to make playoffs. I see. I don't think so. Yeah. They're not going to fire him just because of one bad season, though. They might, though. There's a lot of expectations in Cincinnati. Yeah, but Joe's hurt. If Joe wasn't hurt, I agree 100%. Well, we'll see this week because, yeah, the bye week to to rest up. Yep. You're right. Let's let's see how he plays this week. All right. Okay. I'm fine with that. All right. Let's talk about our final one. This one's a little hot, a little bit of a hot take for me. Okay. Uh, Sean McDermott. Okay. Buffalo Bills coach. He's four and three. Yeah. I don't think it's a secret that they were a Super Bowl, you know, not favorite, but, you know, one of the, their favorite. One of the top Super Bowl odds. Best team, you know, right now. And they're four and three. Yeah. Are we worried? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a little bit. I mean, they're a strange team. At moments, Josh Allen looks like the best quarterback on the field. Then there's other moments where he's throwing three interceptions to the Giant or to the Jets. Was it Jets? Jets, Jets first week. Which yeah. the Jets have a good defense, so I give them that. And it was the first week, so you know, first game jitters, whatever. But so I this this is such a strange team. I coming into this, I had them top of their conference. Now they're going to be middle of the pack, and I do think a lot of it comes down to the coaching. Like they're a top five defense, they're a top five offense on paper. I agree. It's, I mean, you're right. It's it's such a weird team because they'll go out and drop 48 on Miami, uh-huh. yep. pull them to 20, and then they'll have a 14 to nine win against the Giants. Like mm-hmm. Giants are one of five guys. <laughs> you should be dominating them. <laughs> like. Who they just losing lose to, to the Jets first week? I uh, losing to the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. Like, where did that come from? Like, what's going on? The Jaguar game over in London. Yes, it's London, but yeah. But what's going on here? Yeah, it's like they better turn it on in the second half. Otherwise, they. I mean, they might be at risk for not making playoffs. That'd be crazy if they don't make playoffs. If they don't make playoffs, I think they get rid of McDermott. I I believe so. Yes. Because this this roster, from top to bottom, is one of the most complete teams yeah. in the NFL. They've got Von Miller. They've got Ed Oliver on defense. Tredavious White. Like they've got a ton of. Don't forget Demar. Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin. 
Um, and then I think offensively, that, you've got a juggernaut too. I mean, you've got one of the best passing attacks in the league. Yeah, the biggest the biggest hole they have is running back. Yeah, like but James Cook. He's he's okay. He's okay. They should be Derrick they should Henry. be winning against the Patriots. Derrick Henry. There we go. Another. Another place, Derek. Derek Henry could go anywhere, honestly. I know he's up there in age, and he's definitely not what he used to be, but he also used to be a beast. So, yeah. like, getting him now is still fine. He's yeah. still better than James Cook. Oh, he's not dropping 2,000 yards? And he's only oh, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I don't know what his contract looks like at the moment. So, this year he's making $10 million, Next year he's making $10 million, And then I think his contract's over. I mean, that's not terrible. That's not terrible for a great running back. Yeah. He's they're gonna trade him. They they have to and they would be they would be wrong not to. Yeah. Like they, let's let's look at the season so far. It hasn't been what you expected. Oh. Let's look at the AFC. If you're not winning the division, you're probably not making playoffs. I'm yeah. sorry. So going into the offseason, let's make some you know, let's make some choices. Maybe <laughs> make you know, overturn the roster right now. And you know, go after one of those top quarterbacks because let's be honest, Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Will Levis probably not 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 the quarterback you're looking for for the future. Yeah, you're right. That's tough. I feel bad for Titans. <laughs> they went from a pretty good team five years ago to, or even it was a couple of years ago when they had AJ yeah, Brown. Yeah, you're right. That's... And they blew it to the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got on ripping on the Titans, but Sean McDermott, if you don't make playoffs, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our college pickups for the week. All right. Let's first review where we're at this year so far. Let's do it. It's, uh, we're we're going to start from the bottom this week and then work our way up. Josh, 8 uh, 18. Not great. Not, not great, Josh. Um, we're having a better week this week. This is the week. Second, second half. He's a second half of the season player. Yep. Second half, like the Bengals, you know. He, he's Joe, he is Joe Burrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, sitting at an even 500 of 13 and 13. That's serviceable. I'll take it. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. He's been, <laughs> he's been, he's been putting his uh, bets on Utah a lot. So, yep. He's riding that Utah, you know, red wave. That might, that might serve him coming up to the end of the season. Yep. Uh, Justin, you're sitting at a nice 22 and 19. Yeah. It's been a rough couple of weeks. You know, there, there's been some upsets. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not mad at it. I <laughs> should have picked Alabama because in my core, I am an Alabama fan and I didn't. And uh, I'm kicking myself for that one. But the rest I'm fine with. It's what it, it is. What it is. Uh, and then I'm at the top with a 23 and 18 record. I'm okay with this. I've kind of hovered around that 500 range. Yeah. I think we're all around that 500 range. Josh will get there. Josh will get there. Yeah. He'll get there. <laughs> all right. Let's start off this week. We got some, it feels like upset week, okay? And that's what it feels like. It feels like a trap week. Okay. We're worried about it personally. Okay. So first, we're going to start off with number six, Oklahoma. At Kansas, Oklahoma's a nine-point favorite. Who you got? I got Oklahoma. Nine right. points, easy for them. You're riding the wagon. I love, I love the Gators, or not the Gators. I'm looking at the wrong team. I like, <laughs> I like Kansas. I like Kansas. I don't love them, so that's why I'm picking Oklahoma. All right. I'm gonna keep this one for myself here. This is okay. Kansas, okay? It, it, Oklahoma's gonna win the game, okay? 
Yeah, but within nine? It's going to be within nine. You know why? This why? is the trap game that I'm talking about. I think they are taking it one game. I think you're, you're projecting too much. They have Oklahoma State next week, who's been playing great as of late. This is a rivalry game uh, next week. They're already looking ahead. This feels like a trap week. Okay. All right. We'll see how it goes. I mean, Kansas just <laughs> lost to Oklahoma State, right? By a touchdown. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All right. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not mad at it, but I just think Oklahoma's going to wipe the floor with them. All right. Uh, both Nick and Josh are with you on that. All right. I'm keep, you know, I'm, I'm saving us. You're okay? saving I'm it. saving us from the sweep. <laughs> it, okay. hasn't done, it hasn't gone well for us this year. No, it has not. <laughs> All right. Next, we have number one, Georgia, in the swamp in Florida. Georgia's a 14 and a half point favorite. Who you got? This is what the game I was looking at. I love Florida. Normally, I'm, I'm thinking the Gators might cover this, but Georgia is by far the top two teams in college football right now. I think they got this in the bag. 14 and a half seems low. Tennessee rolled into Florida a couple weeks ago. It, they got their doors blown off. Tennessee's a completely different story. You can't even compare those two. This might be the game Georgia loses. No way. This might be it. They, they, they've looked better the past couple weeks. They yeah. had a scary game against Auburn. And then they came back, you know, punched him in the mouth. Punched yeah. the next opponent in the mouth. Can't remember it offhand. Pretty sure it was Kentucky. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. They got blown out, though. Um, this feels like another game. Like, if it's not, if Florida's not winning it, I think they're keeping it close. Billy Napier riding a nice culture wave right now. I Man. think he's got this one. I All think right. he's got this one. All right. Uh, Nick is also on that bandwagon with me. You know, with Florida. Okay. Josh is with you with Georgia. You know, <laughs> so I did this last week of Alabama, right? My heart's telling me to go with Alabama, but my head said no. I'm feeling the same way about Florida. Should I switch it? Is it a switch? I don't know. You, you went against Bama. Maybe you, maybe you switch here too. I don't know. Yeah, my heart's saying it. <clears throat> I'm going with Florida. It, I think Georgia's going to win, but Florida will keep it close. All right, all right. I'm glad I switched you over, Justin. Yeah. I'm, really I, I'm, a, I'm a Gators fan, so, you know. <laughs> I just think Georgia is a top-tier team, and Florida is not in that range. So You're right. I mean, but I, I think Georgia's going to win. They'll, they'll keep it close, though. Okay, I'm cool with that. If this was in Georgia, yeah. I, if it was 27, I'd probably still pick Georgia. Yeah. But in the swamp, it's, it's a different It is a different. When, yep. when the Gators are in the swamp. You're right, you're right. I, I like it. I like it. I think that's <laughs> the first right. switch-up we've had. Uh, I think you switched the Colorado, Colorado State one. Oh, hurts you. Yeah, so this going to hurt me too. It's fine. I'm going with my heart on this one. That's all. That's all. I love it. I love it. Gators. Gators. <laughs> Go Gators. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got number eight, Oregon, at number 13, Utah. This is one of two ranked games this week. Oregon's a six and a half point favorite going into the mountains of Utah. Who you got? <sighs> Utah. They pulled up the upset (laughs) against USC. Will they do it again against? I guess it wasn't upset. I think it was an upset. Was it? I think at the time. Okay. 
Will they do it again with Oregon? And it's at Utah. I think they will. I'm picking Utah. All right. See, this one was hard for me. It's fair. I'm very I, on the edge. I'm going to be honest. I was very on the edge. That six and a half point line, at, that's a good line. Yep. Uh, Vegas knows what's up. They know what they're doing. They do. They do. <laughs> I'm going Oregon. I think Oregon's a different beast this year. They have both the offensive weapons and the defensive weapons. Nick's going to hate me. You know who Nick's got. He's riding that Utah wave. Josh is with me on Oregon. We, we got a lot of splits here. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> oh, man. It, I still feel right. Now. I think that's going to be the closest game. That's definitely the closest oh, yeah. game. For sure. I think so, too. And I think that's going to be the best game of the week. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to number 20, Duke. At number 18, Louisville. Duke, tough loss against Florida State. Kept it close until the fourth quarter. Then got, you know, pushed around a little bit. Yeah. Ryan Leonard got hurt. Wasn't really the same after that. He's still questionable for this week. Um, Louisville, because of that, Louisville's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got? I got Duke. I think Duke wins by 10 points. I don't think Louisville's that good. I, I don't think Louisville's ever that good in, in yeah, football. I agree. I agree. <laughs> they played a good game against Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame was just, you know, beating around a little bit. They came in a little tired, and Louisville finally just got to them. Yeah. Yep. Um, Duke's a very good team. Their defense is great. Mike Elko's a great coach. I think even with their backup, I think they're going to be fine. I do have Duke here as well. All right. I like it. Uh, Nick has Louisville in this spot. Wrong. <laughs> Josh is with us on Duke. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick saved us from the sweep. I'm good with that. <laughs> God, thank God we don't have any sweeps. Yeah, honestly. Well, we might at the end. No, we don't. Never mind. Ignore me. Perfect. <laughs> All right. We got number 21, Tennessee, going into Lexington, Kentucky, Wildcat territory. Tennessee's a three and a half point favorite. Who you got here? I have Tennessee. I believe there was a game earlier this season. I forget which one. It was at Kentucky as well. I can't remember. I may I might be making this up. I might be completely making this up. But I feel like in my gut there was a game earlier this season that we were picking with Kentucky and it was at Kentucky and you were like, "Oh, well, it's it's at Kentucky, you know, it might be a close one." And they got like blown out. I don't remember. I could be completely making the story up. I don't think being at Kentucky makes a difference. I think Tennessee wins a touchdown. I will uh in the meantime, I will confirm um, if we did, in fact, bet on one of these, yeah, I, I don't quite remember. We've gone through a lot of these games. I'll, I'll, I'll try to look back while you give your, uh, your take on it. All right. I think this is Kentucky. All right, straight up. Kentucky. Yeah, just straight up. I think, I think Tennessee's going to be a little down now because I think they, I think they felt good going against Bama. You know, they, they felt good with that nice lead at halftime. Mm-hmm. And I think they lost a lot of momentum just on the season from Bama coming back. I think they're going to be a little devastated and a little broken. I think Kentucky comes back. <laughs> a little broken. This game. <laughs> <laughs> I think they come back and win this game. All right. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Uh, a quick update. 
we did do a Kentucky game, I believe, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, but it was against Georgia, and I think I picked Georgia, and they they were fine. Um, I think the I think the game I'm thinking of is the Kansas, uh, Kansas Missouri game. Oh, Kansas State Missouri. Kansas State at Missouri. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. And you're like, well, it's at Missouri. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. All right, we uh, we have Josh picking Tennessee. We have Nick picking Kentucky. All right, so split. we got another split here. I love it. A lot of splits this week. A lot of splits. I need to see if I'm with Josh on a lot of those because I'm gonna need to change Josh. <laughs> I think you're with him. And a half or yeah, two or yeah, three. Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We got this, Josh. It's another week for us to turn it around. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Let's go, Josh. You got it. You got it. <laughs> all right. Our last topic for the day. We got the World Series starting tomorrow. Shocking that the Diamondbacks made it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Arizona. It's because we didn't think you guys were expecting to come into this postseason and win and make it to the World Series. It's because we said that Philadelphia was on yeah. a hot streak. It we ruined awesome. it for them. It was us and our, our five listeners out there. Thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, we blew it for you guys. I'm sorry. City of hopefully Brotherly not, Love. Hopefully you're not Philly fans. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Um. Yeah, two wildcard teams made it to the World Series. I don't know if that's the first time. I don't think it is. I think in '87 they did it when the Twins made it. Um, but shocking. Who you got? <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Rangers. Uh, I think it was a bigger deal that they beat the Astros than it was the Diamondbacks beating the Phillies. I think the Phillies were riding a high and they had a hot streak, but I think overall as a team. The Astros are a better team than Philadelphia. Um, the Rangers looked better during the series. I think they have more star power, and I think it's going to be Rangers in six. Okay. Uh, I got Rangers in five. Okay. I think I think the momentum is going to slow down a little bit. Yeah. But I said that. You said that with Philadelphia? I said it with Philadelphia. They, uh, I thought after they went out to that 2-0 you know, deficit, I thought they were dead. But yeah. they won. They <laughs> came back and won. Um, Diamondbacks are a good team. They deserve to make postseason. Um, I mean, they've, they've had a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I think making it to World Series, I think you guys as fans of Arizona, yeah. I think you can be very proud of this team. Um, but I think even going into next year, I don't think you're one of the top two teams. I agree. Um, in, in the MLB. But, you know, it, it matters when you go out on that pitch, right? I guess it's a field, but... <laughs> yeah, same thing. Um, I think Kettle Marte is the real deal. I think they have a, a decent lineup, but you're right. They're not going to be a top two, maybe a top five team starting off next season, depending, of course, how the offseason goes. Um they didn't get lucky to be here. You're right. They deserved to be in the playoffs, and they just played well when it mattered. They dug themselves out of that hole uh, against Philly, and yeah, they're going to lose steam. I like that it's a Southwest you know, matchup, a battle out there. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Rangers are going to they're going to do what they need to do and put it away. I agree. It's going to be interesting, though, because it's going to be interesting to see where they put them in that you know power rankings that they like to put out mm-hmm. after the season because a lot of people are going to put them high 
I don't think so. I think a lot of people are going to put them low. And I think they're going to feel a little disrespected. I, I think they should put them low. I think you're right <laughs> on that. But everyone does this every year, right? They, they take the, the person that won the championship and they're number one, no matter what. It's like, eh, let's pump the brakes. Maybe they're not. But they do it every single season. Same thing, same thing with number two. Right? They're, they're going to put Diamondbacks in the top three, top five, top three, and they don't belong there. Fair enough. That's my, right. my early next season prediction right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. If you like the content, like, comment, subscribe, whatever you guys need to do. <laughs> whatever you want to do, really. <laughs> Share it with your friends, family, aunt, grandma, uncle, brother, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will discuss post-trade deadline in the NFL next week. And of course, we'll have more college picks. And let's be honest, we're going to be reviewing Josh's horrible takes. No, 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 no. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>